welcome everyone to episode 161 as Traden is shoveling the camera down right. his gullet just ass out Jesus. such an attractive look can't focus on you right now Tyler is back all four of us are back Tyler how was the honeymoon how was France how was your little pit stop in Germany it was awesome it was a it was a great time it was a lot uh we were running around like crazy just trying to get all the things you can do in and it's as if anyone's ever been to Europe but you know there's a, there's a lot to do and when you're there for a week that's that's not enough time but uh, I think we definitely made the best of it um trade we did not take your advice that you gave us that you said it's okay to do nothing we did everything but nothing um, <laughs> but uh it was a very good time I mean I think I think uh Jess loved it um which 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 was awesome uh I mean the the food and the drinks were great sites were amazing yeah, then we, we we were lucky to get a little pit stop in Germany on the way back, which is awesome. Had some schnitzel and beer for dinner when we got there, which was like all I really wanted. That was the main thing I wanted to get. And it was amazing. So the the beer was from a brewery that was founded in the year 1040. So it's just very, very different out there. And so that was a lot of fun, but definitely happy to be back um, and kind of get uh, rolling on on uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things here back back home but yeah it was an awesome honeymoon we had a great time so yeah but happy to be back and talking with you boys as well yeah your beautiful wife got to use her passport twice yep. now mm -hmm. so that is awesome i yeah, hope two stamps got, got stamps okay because the last like yeah. two times i've been to europe they barely stamped my passport it's complete bullshit <laughs> great in i hope the food was good how are you doing buddy it was good um funny enough i've been to canada more times than you guys combined by far never been never had my passport stamped so i've never even been to canada so um i i don't know why um uh, but don't don't care uh, that's just a fun fact uh but i'm good man um fit, the shrimp tacos were really good um i just was a little bit like short on in on making them so that's why i am i thought i was out of the like if you guys see us on youtube i thought i was out of the frame but i do have a wide angle lens so yeah, I can see how that could have been an issue. <laughs> it looked great. You looked fantastic. James, last but not least, how are you, my dude? The angels are, well, the angels. The angels, <laughs> the angels are currently angel zing, which is not great. Um, as for myself, I, we, I wrapped up a week and a half long bender on Sunday, and then I started work full time again. So brutal is how I'm feeling. <laughs> Tired. But you know, we're here, we're alive. Talking to you guys. It's good. Glad to hear it. Um, speaking of the Angels and the rest of baseball, Tyler is just going to jump right back into the things. He's going to take us through through his oh dams. Uh, I don't even you don't even really call them those anymore, but I'm going to still call them that. Tyler, take it away. Yeah, they they still are oh damn. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about a little bit is uh, some teams that are that have been slumping since the All Star break. We got we got two teams in the NL and two teams in the um, uh, in, in the AL teams that were you know in a in a in a playoff spot and had pretty decent to pretty pretty good first half season and since then have been have been really slumping so we're going to kind of go through four teams and i'm going to ask the boys simply a panic meter one through ten uh kind of where they where 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 they are with each of these teams so we're going to start in the, in the national league the team with the worst second half record of any of these teams i don't, I don't know if it's the worst second half record in baseball i don't know off the top of my head but it definitely might be since the all-star break the arizona diamondbacks are seven and 21 
they went through a nine game losing streak recently in, in that span. Uh, they were, you know, in first place in the NLS for a good chunk of the first half. Currently, they are 13 games back of the NLS entering today and three and a half back out of the wild card. So a team that that is that is really slumping right now, a team that got off to a really good start and a team that a lot of people were surprised and that were, you know, playing playing great baseball. So right now, as we you know, we got about a month and a half left of the, of, of the year. Panic meter one through 10. James, where do you got the Diamondbacks at? I have at a seven. Um, as badly as they played, they're still only three and a half games back from the wild card. Seven and 21 after the All-Star game, like that's horrendous, like you said. And they're only three and a half games back. They're still within reach. Um, they just can't seem to get footing done. And so it's a seven for me because they just can't seem to right their wrongs. Yeah, just it's uh, they'd have net not looked like the same Diamondbacks team that that like I said was cruising in in, in the first half season. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, considering how bad they play, the fact they're only three and a half out, not too shabby. Alex, what about you? Yeah, uh, Tyler, I'm sure you listened to last week's episode while you're on your honeymoon. I'm sure that was the first thing on your mind. Yeah, we did decide, and we do need your approval on this. Just like how for Traden's wedding anniversary is when we start caring about the season. Your wedding anniversary is now officially when we start talking playoffs thoughts real quick. I think that's pretty fair. I think, you know, we got about what around, you know, early August, we got, you know, about two months left. I think that's pretty much go time. So I think that's a good, I think it's a good call. Okay. Glad just had to get that approved by you. Um, As for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. They're, they're panic meters at about a nine for me. Um, Specifically, you know, their best player in the first half was Corbin Carroll. He was like a, you know, low-key MVP candidate. His OPS has dropped from first half to second half by like 400 points. He's been really bad in the second half. So um, yeah, it's been a pretty drastic drop. They really need to turn it around, but they just have not been hitting um, and have been leapfrogged by multiple, multiple teams at this point. So I'm I'm very worried if you're a Dimebacks fan. All right. And Trayden, what about you? Yeah, I'm about, a, I'm sitting at about an eight. And I say that because... Um, of the teams you have to pass, like, and that's going to be a common theme in all in all um, the teams that we talk about. Um, Arizona's sitting back farther than anybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about another team that's just ahead of them that isn't doing too hot. But even above that, we have Chicago that's that's starting to kind of figure things out. Um, and actually, they they could be heads of their division if you look at their expected wins and losses based on their uh, based on their uh, run differential. Um, Miami's still sticking in there. I mean, I, I just don't know how Arizona does it. I, I, you know, um, I, I don't really like to see teams with negative, you know, run differentials. And, you know, if you take that into account, they'd even have more losses than they do now. So I, 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 my, my panic's at an eight, just given the fact they also have a tough uh, schedule. They play important teams, the two teams ahead of them. In fact, um, two series against the Chicago, uh, Cubs in September, um, I mean, any losses of of any of those games really puts you way back, and um, and I just don't like their season. I'm 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 really worried about this team. Yeah, I'm I'm right around where you guys are at. I got you know I'm right around seven as well. I mean, I think there's definitely a lot of concern. It was a team that we didn't really expect to be great, so I think when you start to see them falter, it's kind of what you'd expect. Um, but the, also the fact is they're not completely out of it, as as we mentioned, only three and a half out. And the teams that are kind of in the kind of lower echelon of that NL wild card, you know, there's none of them you're like really confident that they can sustain anything. So they could easily go on a nine game winning streak and be right back in it, if not if not in the, the top of the wild card race, because this team has proven that they can play good baseball for a 
long stretch. So um, definitely worrisome, especially this late in the year, but they're certainly not completely um, out of it as, as of right now. Let's talk about the other uh, National League team, a team that we talked a lot of, a lot about this podcast, the Cincinnati Reds. Um, you know, going into the All Star break, they were, I, I believe, they were in they were in first place in the uh, in the NL Central since the All Star break. They've gone 12, 12 and seventeen, currently three and a half games out of the division lead. They're only one game back of the wild card. They're kind of in the middle of that. You know, it was like a five team race kind of right now for the uh, for those wild card spots. So. What are you guys' panic meter for, for for the Cincinnati Reds trading? What do you got? Similar situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a seven because you're don't you have those two two and a half extra games, um, you know, buffer between you 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 and Arizona, and only one game out of the um of the wild card. But again, you have to pass all these teams. Uh, you know, if if we push Arizona out, yeah, it, the the odds do get a little bit better, but. Um, you know, luckily, it seems to me that the Reds may have a tad easier seat, uh, you know, uh, easier rest of the schedule. Like it's not much though. It's pretty tight. So, um, I, I, I get, so I'm going to say a seven. I mean, that's one better. <laughs> there you go. Alex, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to do the exact same thing trading just did and give them a one, one better. I feel better about the reds than I do the diamondbacks. And mostly because Hunter green and Nick Lodolo, two of their better young starting pitchers should be back sooner rather than later. Um, you know, hopefully by the end of this month, uh, and I think it just helps that they also get to play poorer teams in the NL Central. Um, you know, the Dimebacks still, I don't, I haven't looked at the Dimeback schedule, but I'm assuming they still have some games against some combination of the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers, which is a lot scarier than saying the Cubs, the Brewers, the, uh, the Pirates, and the Cardinals. So, um, I think the Reds have a chance, but I'm, I'm fading on them too. So I'm still like a, like a panic meter eight with, with the Reds. All right. And James, what about you? I actually have him at a three, guys. Uh, same thing as everybody else is saying, but I mean, my perspective on it is that they, as they have mentioned before, schedule. The schedule is, I've actually looked into all these schedules and out of all the people we've just mentioned, and we're going to mention, they have the easy schedule by far, right? Cardinals, Tigers, Mets, Guardians, Twins, Pirates, Cardinals again. Those are all three to four game series out of all them. That's a lot of easy or teams. As opposed to, as Alex mentioned, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, or for the Angels, the Rangers, the Astros. Like, they have a much easier schedule. They're only one game out. And I'm just looking at the wild card here. That's why I have them at a three. Yeah, I I, I, I like that perspective. I'm kind of more at a five for them right now. Kind of right in the middle. Like, certainly it's concerning. Cause like I said, like kind of similar to the Dimebag situation. A team we didn't expect to be good. So when you kind of see them slumping, you're like, okay, this is kind of the, re- the real team showing themselves. But they've been a really streaky team all season. So I think as much as they've been on a little bit of a slump here to start the second half, I think they could easily go on, you know, like, you know, roll off 10 out of uh, 12 games. So, and then and they could be right back at it. And they're only one game out. I think that's, it's going to be a super competitive uh, wild card race. Um, but yeah, for, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right in the middle with, with, with the Reds concerning, but you know, I, as kind of what James mentioned, like I think that there's, they still got enough, you know, they, they're, they're, they're in a weaker division. You know, I, I, I definitely think that they're, uh, not not out of it for sure. Let's flip over to the American League. Couple teams there. We're going to start with the New York Yankees, uh, a team obviously that always has high expectations. But you know, in, in the last couple of years, they've certainly uh, you know had, had had higher of them, and they're in the best division baseball. They're in last place, but it's that's you know they they're not playing terribly overall. But 
since the second half, 11 and 17. Just a team that does not seem to have a, an identity. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. They're currently 14 games back, as I said, last place in the American League East, five and a half games back of a wildcard spot. And this is a team, a fan base that does not take missing the postseason lightly. So, Alex, panic meter for the New York Yankees. Uh, yeah, they're at a they're at a full blown ten. Um, they lost earlier tonight to the Braves, so they are sixty and sixty. Um, the I've heard that that was the first time they've been five hundred this late into a season since nineteen ninety five, which is legitimately wild. That's crazy. Um, I think the Yankees are done. They they had more errors than hits tonight. That's generally not a good stat. Uh, it's kind of similar to what's going to happen with the next team we talk about. It's kind of Aaron Judge, and then what else? Um, and Garrett Cole has been amazing, but the rest of that rotation has been bad. So I think I'm calling the Yankees dead. So that's a full 10 out of the 10. Yankees are dead. James, what about you? I have them at a nine. Uh, again, back to the optimism part. They're not dead, dead until the mathematics say they're dead. So they're, they're a nine for me. Five and a half out. Uh, they just can't seem to get on a roll. And like Alex has said, there's no real pitching depth there outside of Garrett Cole. Everybody else kind of sucks. Um, and in the left field, which they've had, problems with all season long they failed to address it's like this team doesn't care they didn't make any moves They're, they just they knew they were going to make it so they just stopped yeah i agree with you there uh trade what about you defcon 1 10 whatever you want to fucking call it they're done that's all i have to say yeah it's 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 a it's a tough road for the yankees this year i agree with you guys yeah i i'm, I'm gonna put them at a nine it's 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 this diary in new york it just like i said te- seems like a team that it, it, they just cannot get they they cannot get on the same page um and it's it, it it's just been a, a really rough season for them um so it's 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 full-blown panic panic in new york let's move on to the last team in the american league the angels um you know 14 and 15 is also break not terrible but they have lost 10 of the last 13 uh this is a team like i said you know they they try to go for it at the trade deadline they they were buyers you know try, trying to trying to ride that show hey uh wave but currently sitting 12 and a half games back at the division, which seems pretty much out of reach at this point, seven games back of the wild card, not completely out of reach at this point, at a point, but certainly getting to that range where it's, it's starting to look pretty dire. So um, trade, I'll start with you, man. Panic meter for the angels. James has, has considered me the realist when it comes to the, to our, our dynamic. We're both the angels fans on this podcast. I'm the realist. I'm at a def. I'm at a, uh, a panic level of one because I, it's over. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm not panicking. Um, but I think that the whole team needs to panic, uh, because the, the, this is, this is Mount Everest. I mean, everything has to go right. You have a very hard schedule. Um, you have, you know, you have divisional rivals that you need to beat, but I guess really at the end of the day, you're not trying to get to the division, but again, you have to be who's in front of you and you're beating a Houston team or you're beating a, te- you have to beat a Texas team. Who's, you know, tops of the division, a Houston team who's loaded up. And then above you, you look at what you have to jump. I'm I, you know, to throw the Yankees out because they're trash. Boston, they're looking a little bit better. Seattle's looking a lot better. And Toronto seems to be kind of working its way through things. That's not good. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm really just, I, I, unfortunately, I, I don't, I, I've, I've stuck the fork in the turkey here. The fork in the turkey. James, what about you? 17. Uh, (laughs) i they they have a 0.9 to 1 percent chance according to espn and fan graphs of making the postseason so there's still always a chance um 
But just unfortunate because this team, for the first time in a long time, decided to buy at the trade deadline. And then everything went wrong. And I, <laughs> who knows what went wrong, but everything decided to go wrong at the same time. Um, last week, I talked about how they needed to win two thirds of their remaining games uh, to, you know, make the postseason, make 90 game win or uh, 90 win season. And they have won two games since I said that. So that's <laughs> has not happened. <laughs> they they gotta they gotta put this shit in drive mode. Put in put some nos in there. Uh, they're struggling hard, but there's still always a chance. So seventeen for Shohei. I was I was gonna ask if you picked seventeen because that was uh, Shohei's number. So yes, I did. There you go, <laughs> Alex. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give them the Oppenheimer. Uh, <laughs> they finally went together and built this thing, and now the bomb's about to go off. They're done, and they're about to lose. The whole the whole thing we talked about with their trade trade deadline was convincing Shohei to stay. We can build this team. It's not gone well. I think as this continues to deteriorate, and unfortunately now Shohei's dealing with um, you know some soreness and fatigue, and it's not maybe not going to pitch for a little bit. It's all just blowing up in their faces again, and I'm just I'm so bummed for them. And now it feels like better 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 chance that Shohei's going to leave for for greener pastures. So. Uh, yeah, full full Oppenheimer for for the Angels. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a ten for them. It's 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 looking pretty dire. I mean, we we saw uh, head coach Phil Nevin. I don't think I saw the video of him. You know, pretty much yelling at his guys to wake the fuck up and stay in the game. So it seems like the team is starting to give up a little bit too, which is never good to see. Um, so it, it it's not looking good. Not not just with numbers wise, but it just seems like the vibe of the of the dugout is not at a really high point right now. So uh definitely you know top panic meter right 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 now for the halos unfortunately i know for Trey and james that's not what you guys want to hear but uh we're going to talk about a team that other two of us are are fans of and are doing the opposite and doing great the los angeles dodgers we got to talk about how, how good this team has been of late um they have won 12 of their last 13 games um, and the, the biggest change since the all-star break is how much they padded their division lead. Um, you know, I think they were a game up, maybe two games up entering the all-star break. They are currently nine games ahead on the second place giants. Um, so they're, they're, they're playing a whole lot better. Um, so just a couple of questions, obviously the, I think that the biggest thing for them when they were str- not really struggling, but you know, certainly the, their, their biggest weak link was their starting rotation. Now that they've gotten a little bit healthier, they've, they've gotten Kershaw back. They traded for, for for Lance Lynn. Julio's looking a little bit better after his struggles. Uh, uh, Bobby Miller has been that rookie that has really been really steady all season. And then Tony and then Tony Gonsolin, just a really solid, you know, kind of back, back of the rotation arm. They kind of seem to have the rotation set currently. That's been a big deal. Their, their ERA, their, their last week as a collective was 225. That's more of what you like to see from, 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 from a Dodgers, um, uh, starting ro- rotation. Obviously, we know how, how how good this offense is, but rotation-wise, do you guys feel like the rotation is fixed? Do you feel like that's that's something that they can roll with? Not just obviously for the, for the rest of the regular season, but you know, going in, going to the postseason, is this a good enough roster to compete for a World Series? Uh, Alex, I'll start with you as the other, the other the other Dodger fan. Yeah, I mean, for a for a good portion there, that rotation was was looking brutal. Um, and they were still winning games because they just outslugged people and it helps when your top two guys are Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. So, um, yeah, I think this rotation is good enough to, to go far in the playoffs. Um, you know, Kershaw, a, a, a top three of Kershaw, Urias and Lance Lynn 
plus some sort of mixture of Bobby Miller, Gonsolin, and potentially Walker Bueller as piggybacks, long bullpen guys, whatever that may be, is pretty good. And like Lance Lynn was terrible in Chicago. Everyone was bad in Chicago. Comes to the Dodgers, he's pitched, he's had three starts, averaged like six innings, maybe four earned runs the whole time. I think his ERA is like under two and a half since becoming a Dodger in three starts. So, uh, you know, there's a reason why the Dodgers are consistently one of the best teams in baseball. It's because they perform these reclamation projects on guys all the time. So, um, yeah, I I think the rotation can be just fine. Um, Obviously, just got to get the rest of the way through um, staying healthy. And and if Walker Bueller comes back, that that's a potential game changer. Yeah, that, that's another huge item, you know, Walker Bueller potentially coming back, you know, possibly next month. We'll see, obviously see what amount of usage they will give him, but that's another great arm that they can utilize. Um, and then real quick, Alex, do you think the Dodgers can catch the Braves as the one seat in the National League? I think they can, but I don't think they care. Uh, so I think they I think they just want to be one of those top two seeds. Um and this is that you know what we we talked about this last postseason. The top two seeds in both leagues, only the Astros really succeeded as being a top seed. Like both the Dodgers and the Braves really did not did not do well last year. So I I think they I don't think they give a shit about catching the Braves. I think if they do, great, and they'd love to be the one seed and have you know a uh, home field advantage. But I think just getting Urias Kershaw and the other guys healthy through seems it seems pretty locked in. They're going to have the one or the two at this point, like the whoever wins the central is not catching them. And obviously the wild cards don't matter. So I think they can, I just don't think they care. Fair enough. Um, now they're entering day. They are four and a half games back of Atlanta for that, for that top uh, one seed, which, you know, it seemed like for most season, the, the, the Braves were, were going to run, run away with that, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how the rest season goes, but James, I'll throw it to you. Do you like where this Dodgers rotation is currently? And do you think that they can catch the Braves? I I, I do like where they're at currently. Um, remember the trade deadline, we had that talk and you were like, the uh, Dodgers lost the trade deadline. That was a good one. And I was like, no, I think they won that one. And I was right. You were right. You were right. Uh, Lance has been great. Um, but I, I like the way the rotation's heading. It was definitely their weaker spot going into the trade deadline, and they definitely addressed it, even in the bullpen with Joe Kelly. Um, it's not perfect, but it's way better than it was before. In terms of catching the Braves, the number one seed, at four and a half games back, I don't think they'd do it. The Braves have been consistently good all season, and yeah, the Dodgers are in a heater right now, but the Braves have been there all season long. For the Dodgers to get that number one spot, they got to continue winning these or having these massive streaks and winning 12 out of 13 games. And the Braves need to have a meltdown, which I don't see them doing. And so I, I don't think that the, uh, that the Dodgers take the Braves for number one. All right. Trading, same questions. Yeah, I, I, I am. I, I actually really like where they're looking. Unfortunately, uh, the, the starting, starting rotation seems to have, have really come together after that awful, awful July. Um, I think they were, the the worst for any uh for for a rotation any month with at least 15 games uh and and now that's dodgers this dodgers staff is looking much better this august uh bringing i mean getting clint kershaw back i think is absolutely huge and and he's just been an absolute stud lance lynn james was right i mean he loves hearing that so uh i'm gonna say it again uh lance lance lynn's been great tony gonsolin's uh win over the weekend 
Uh, it wasn't great, but it was, I mean, a win's a win. And, and that, and that builds confidence. Um, and Julio Urias just, is just a, he's just a stud. I've, I've always really liked watching them play. Unfortunately, because every time I watch him, he's killing whatever team that I want to win. Um, and he did it again. I mean, I know it's the Rockies, but it's, it's moments like that, that just, that just build your, build your momentum, build your confidence. And I'd be worried if I was, if I was facing this Dodgers team, you know, down the stretch, they're playing their best baseball at the best time. Uh, and you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'd be quite worried if, if this, uh, if this starting lineup is going to start to, you know, look this good. And I do think it's sustainable. I do think it's sustainable. Um, whether, the, uh, uh, about catching the Braves, I don't think they will because I don't think they want to, they need to make sure that they load manage Clayton Kershaw. They cannot let him get, you know, let, let him get, you know, get injured again or, or get tired or, or just not be ready for, for playoff baseball. You are nine games ahead of the San Francisco Giants. They are not catching you. Sorry. It's just, sorry, Giants fans. It's not happening. So if you have to let a few of those games go, screw it. Let it happen. Make sure that your, your ace, your true ace, your, your, your bona fide, um, you know, um, Hall of Famer is ready to go come uh, October baseball. I like it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing of the Dodgers kind of in the second half, they, they are in a position right now as we sit today, kind of in a comfortable spot. It's just like, you know, like they, they pretty much, they have a really good lead in the division. They're, you know, they're, they're four and a half back of, of the one seed, certainly reachable, but I th- I don't think they will catch the Braves, mainly just because I respect the Braves that much. I think they're having an incredible year. I don't really see them faltering all that much. I think they might flirt with a little bit, you know, they might get, get, get within a game or two, but ultimately I think the Braves will end up with, with the one seed. So I think for the Dodgers, as you mentioned, it's staying healthy and, 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 and continue to win and, you know, continue to build that confidence, especially for a lot of the young players. Like, you know, James Outman is a guy who's gone through ebbs and flows. You know, if, if, if he can have confidence entering the postseason, I think that's huge. And, you know, uh, Bobby Miller, their rookie starter, those are two guys that have been huge for us. You know, that I think if, if they can continue to build confidence, I think that that's the biggest thing as, as they head into the postseason. So, um, we'll see how they continue to do, but they're playing great baseball, which is always fun for us Dodger fans to watch for sure. So, uh, with that, let's wrap up with the, uh, our, our series picks of the weeks week. Um, I know last week we didn't do them, um, but we're going to come back with it now that I'm back and keep track of it. Just to recap where the standings are at, James, you're in first place at 10 and seven. Uh, I am at nine and nine after a rough week, two, a couple weeks ago. Um, and then Alex and Traden are tied at the bottom at seven and nine. So, you know, certainly, you know, we get, we, we got, we're all pretty close, you know, we're, it, we're it's, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, in a wild card with us right now. It's, it's kind of jam packed in there. So, uh, anything can change this week. So we got four series this week to pick from. We'll start with, the always classic Red Sox versus Yankees in New York at Yankee Stadium. Alex, who do you got? Yeah, uh, I just said the Yankees are dead. I don't think they're going to play well. So I, I got the Red Sox uh, two to one in this series. All right, James. Also got the Red Sox two to one. Trading. I have Red Sox two to one. Um, Yankees just look really bad. All right, I'm also going to go Boston. Uh, they're the team that failed the last or a couple weeks ago. Um, but I'm going to give them a chance to redeem themselves here uh, against their rival in the Yankees. Let's move over to the next series. The Giants are going to Atlanta over the weekend to take on the Braves, a really good NL matchup, potential playoff preview. James, what do you got? 
Braves two to one. Uh, pitchers on this are going to be great for Atlanta, especially Spencer Strider, aka Alex's favorite. Graydon, I agree. Two to one for the Braves. Unfortunately, um, the 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 lack of stardom down the starting lineup for this Giants team is really starting to show its uh, ugly head. Alex. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with the Braves. And yes, James, I might have been wrong on Spencer Strider. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to go with the Braves at home. Just hard, just hard, hard, hard to argue against that one. Uh, let's move over to the uh, uh, AL West matchup here. Again, uh, the Mariners going to Houston to take on the Astros. A good interdivision matchup. But the Mariners team, as we mentioned, playing a lot better lately. Uh, or trading, who do you got on this one? Um, this, this one's going to be really good, I think. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to actually say the Astros here and two to one. I don't think it's, um, I, I should, I need to, I'm, I'm running out of sweeps, so I don't know if I can be uh, picking the sweep here, but, um, these two teams are coming in hot. I think it's going to be a pretty even matchup. All right, Alex. Yeah. Uh, I really, really considered picking the Mariners here. And if they hadn't been like, they went on that really hot run and then been playing kind of eh since then. So I'm going to, I'm going to also pick the Astros to win the series. James. We get an Astros sweep on this one. All right. Astros sweep. I'm going to go Seattle here just to be a little bit different since we're all picking the same. I got to try and gain some ground here on James. So I'm going to pick Seattle in this series. Uh, for my sake, James, with our, with our new rule, I hope that's uh, Seattle sweeps so you get an extra loss here. <laughs> um, moving on to our final series pick, we got the Brewers uh, going to Texas to take on the Rangers. Alex, what do you got? Yeah, this is my sweep. Uh, Rangers have been playing great ball, and it always is nice coming off a series against the Angels. So they're riding high. Uh, Rangers sweep Brewers. James. Brewers, 2-1. to one. <laughs> all right we like it uh trading the seven and nine boys are riding together baby sweet yes, trader sweet baby we're in the same color shirt and everything <laughs> love that all right uh i'm also gonna go texas here um you know, like i said they're 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 just playing really great baseballs of late um i didn't pick a sweep yet so i need to do that uh i'll go with fuck i'm gonna sum up I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Braves. I'm gonna go with the Braves here, sweeping the Giants um, at home. I almost picked the Red Sox again, but at Yankee Stadium, I think Yankee Stadium, that's pretty tough. Even even with the Yankees not as good, I th- I think that's tough to do. But um, watch them sweep this week after I picked them sweep two weeks ago, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be. A, I think the Red Sox and I may not be on the same page right now. But uh, that's all I got for baseball this week. So uh, tune in next week to see how we do on those picks. Yes, thank you, Tyler. Uh, hopefully, Trade and I can make up a little bit of ground. Uh, either way, same things happening. <laughs> same things. So, uh, we're going down together. We're going up together. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then James is moving on to the next uh, next division in the NFL. Welcome back, everyone. We are moving on, James. We are getting close to the beginning of football season. So we're, I really hope I read the thing right. I believe we're in the NFC East this week. You are correct. Congratulations, Alex. NFC East, a.k.a. Tyler's favorite division. We're going to start off with the worst team, as always, the Washington Redskins slash commander slash football team. 
I mean, they're really called the Commanders, but there's a petition going around since the new ownership group coming in saying that they want to be the Redskins again. Weird. Last season, 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one, And like I mentioned, they finally got a new owner who paid $6.05 billion for this team. Most ever paid for a sports team. And this is by Josh Harris, who also owns the Sixers and the New Jersey Devils. This offseason, lost linebacker Cole Holcomb and quarterback Taylor Heineke. Gained Andrew Wiley, Jacoby Brissett, and Nick Gates with a 16th pick of the draft. They pick up Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State, a cornerback. Tyler, how do they finish? I think it's going to be a dismal season for the Commanders, three and fourteen. Um, I just, I just think this team's, you know, in a t- tailspin right now with ownership and everything like that. Um, I, I, I don't really think they added a whole lot. Um, I think they got a little bit lucky last year with the record, three and fourteen. Okay, uh, Trayden. Um, I like four wins for this team. Um, one more win because you know Magic Johnson owns, also owns this team, so he might bring some magic himself. <laughs> Alex. Dude, Trade and I are riding high this week. I also have them at 14. This feels like a just a gap year until they get something else figured out. Um, also, this is a tough division. So, yeah, 4 and 13 for the Commanders. Okay. Moving on to fantasy quarterback Sam Howell, ADP. Wait, one. what do you got him at? Uh, 6 and 11. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I wow. Mean, you like him a lot more than we do. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say mine in, in, uh, for time, but they pretty much have a. T- Top 10 defense, guys. Y'all forget that. It isn't just offense. They have a very, very, very good defense, which they added to this offseason. They could lose every single game 13 to 10. Can can the D <laughs> score, though? Yeah, enough. they can. It's called enough. Enough. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> that was a dumb question. <laughs> but enough? <laughs> yeah, they could score two. That's not a dumb like, question. They can't score enough. They could be like the 85 Bears who outscore their opponents on defense only. Yep. Uh, that is a risky comment. I highly doubt that. <laughs> it is very rare for that to I bet take. money that that wouldn't happen. It will definitely not happen. But I still got him at least winning six games. Okay. Tyler had him winning three. Y'all had him winning four. Come on now. Uh, I, six games for me. They don't Ooh, even know what their man. name is. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they're like a teenager, man. They're going through an identity crisis right now, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll be good. Uh, quarterback Sam Howell, ADP 169, quarterback 35. He's going behind Trace McSorley. Don't know who that is. Me neither. That's all you need to know about Sam Howell. Running back, Brian Robinson Jr., ADP 118, running back 33. Very impressive story about getting shot and then coming back later in the season. He is the bigger of the two backs that we're going to talk about. He's probably going to see more goal line and more early down work. And running back Antonio Gibson, ADP 127, running back 36, finished at running back 28. He's more of the passing game running back. So, Tyler, since you had Antonio Gibson in the last couple of years and you love the Washington running back for some reason, would you love having, which would you rather have? The early down and potential goal line work for Robinson or the passing game work with Gibson? Yeah, I probably would go with the former, just because I feel like that's going to give you more fantasy points. And I've had Antonio Gibson a lot on my team, and he's just such a roller coaster. And it's very frustrating to have him in your starting lineup because, yeah, he could go off for a little bit, but he's just not reliable at all. So, um, but then again, this offense is terrible. So they may not score a lot of touchdowns anyway, but shit, I don't know. It's kind of pick your poison there, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm going to go Robinson. Okay, there we go. That's your answer. <laughs> Uh, wide receiver Terry McLaurin, ADP 70, wide receiver 25, finished as wide receiver 14 last season. Alex, he had almost 1,200 yards receiving last season with Brisket under center. What do you think he'll get this year with Howell? I think 
if he can get close to a thousand, that would be good. I don't think he's going to get close to 12 again. Um, but Terry McLaurin is one of those wide receivers that is kind of just sneaky good for kind of no reason. Um, I just worry about like, again, kind of like Tyler mentioned, is he going to score enough to like really make him a top 20 type wide receiver? I don't think so. Like I see him more as like the 25 ish range, um, which is bummer because he's really good, but just kind of a bad situation. Okay. There's not a lot of offense to talk about in this team. So Traden, we'll get to you in the next team. <laughs> New York Giants. Last season, nine, seven, and one. They lost Kenny Galladay, John Feliciano, Richie James, Fabian Moreau, and Julian Love, but gained Darren Waller, bless you, Beatrice, uh, Paris Campbell, Jameson Crowder, Bobby Okereke, and Ashawn Robinson. With the 24th pick in the draft, they picked cornerback Deontay Banks from Maryland. Traden, how did they finish? Uh, I have many eight wins. Um, I, look, th- this Giants team, I don't know what, this is a show year for, for Daniel Jones for me. Um, uh, I, I don't know. It, 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 it start, they seem to start out really strong and then you were right, James, they were fakers and it kind of, uh, you know, finally ended up blowing in their face, blowing up in their face. They need to, they need to maintain consistency. Uh, I, I, th- there's too many question marks for me here. Alex. Uh, I have them going nine and eight. I mean, it's kind of just drawn straws. I still think it they can be look like pretty good, but I don't think they're you know like a real real contender. Um, so instead of a tie, they just get another loss. So they're nine and eight. <laughs> yeah, I also am at at nine and eight. Um, you know, like I said, I think I think it's a pretty it's it's an okay team, average team. Um, I think I think that they'll pull some upsets and maybe play spoiler for some for some teams but um you know i think i think it's a true contender there's there's not they're not quite there yet but you know a pretty decent team that in, in a tough division will do pretty decent okay i actually agree with the majority of the guys are saying but i have them at eight and nine agreeing more with trade quarterback daniel jones adp 117 quarterback 13 finishes quarterback nine last season which made eric very happy traded he's going 0.5 picks ahead of tua who would rather have <laughs> I look at this depth chart on the on the wide receiver side, and I mean, there, there's some interesting names, um, you know, but they're not like world beaters. And Daniel Jones just has question marks for me. I don't even know how he did that well, to be honest with you. I guess he can move his feet somewhat. Uh, but then you have issues with with uh, you know Tua's health, and that's the biggest question mark. So I'm I'm only going to say Daniel Jones because I do think that he can actually stay healthy. He has done that con- quite consistently, and th- and that's uh, you know that's enough for me. Running back Saquon Barkley, ADP eleven. Running back four finishes running back five last season. Uh, Tyler, what's his floor and what's his ceiling for this upcoming season? Oh, I mean, his floor is that he gets hurt and then he doesn't do anything. Um, but <laughs> I mean, that's right. That's that's most most running backs' floor. Um, but I mean, his, his ceiling could be a pro bowler. I mean, obviously, we 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 know how 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 good he can be. Um, I think I don't know, fifteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns. Holy crap! Wow, fifteen hundred <laughs> yards. That's a lot of yards, man. Is that total yards or just rushing yards? Total. Okay. Total. Oh, okay. Actually, that's a little low. Total like a fantasy. Is that low? Is that low for uh, that? That's that's per, well, yeah, that's low for, oh. for total. If it's that's high for rushing, though. Damn. Yeah, he he's only eclipsed thirteen hundred yards rushing twice in his career. Okay, so that he said fifteen hundred and seven total yards, yeah. which is 
kind of low doable. total yards. Moving out of the wide receiver room, Paris Campbell, ADP 169, wide receiver 67, and Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver 68. There's no draftable wide receivers from this team. We're not talking about them. Tight end, Darren Waller, ADP 50, tight end four. Reports are coming out of camp that he's being heavily targeted. They literally have to pull him off of the field so that the defense can play everybody else because Daniel Jones is just playing Darren Waller all the time. Alex, if he can stay healthy, is he a top five tight end? Yes, I think so, for sure. Uh, Especially with question marks throughout the wide receiver room. Um, And we've seen Darren Waller be a top five tight end before. And if he is the number one guy, a la like a Travis Kelsey type role, not saying he's going to be Travis Kelsey, but if he can have that type of role in this offense, I think he can definitely be a top five tight end. Dallas Cowboys, last season, 12 and five, lost Ezekiel Elliott, who just signed with New England, Dalton Schultz, Connor McGovern, and kicker Brett Maher. They gained Brandon Cooks via trade, Stephon Gilmore via trade, and Rojo, who I think is currently hurt from Kansas City. With the 26th pick in the draft, they picked defensive tackle Mozzie Smith from Michigan. Alex, how do they finish? I have my 11-6. I think this Cowboys team can be very explosive, both offensively and defensively, but it's the Cowboys, so I have a lot of trouble just trusting that they'll get it figured out. Tyler? Yeah, I also at 11 and 6. I think a very good defense, but you know, offensively, they seem to kind of go through through their ups and downs a little bit. That's kind of, I think, where where I struggle with this team. But um, but they're they're still a very good football team that's going to have a winning record and should and should contend for the, for for a postseason spot. So oh, eleven and six, trade. Yeah, I like eleven and six. Um, uh, this Dallas Cowboys team actually, I think, made some important you know moves. Um, you know, letting letting Zeke walk, I think, was was huge. I really do. Um, uh, and and I do think that this defense, at worst, is top ten. And at best could be tops of the league. So, um, I, I think that that, and then if, you know, if, and they're going to play great, they actually have an offense, unlike the commanders. So, um, I, I'm going to say that this team's going to be, this, this team could have a breakout year. We might even be surprised by the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. Also, 11 and six. <laughs> Moving up to fantasy. <laughs> quarterback Dak Prescott, ADP 99, quarterback 11. Traden, he led the league last year with 15 interceptions. He has vowed multiple times that he's not going to have more than ten interceptions this year. Does he do it? Yeah, I, I think he can. I think he can limit his interceptions. I think. I think he's continuing to mature. Uh, it's tough. Um, you know, the, the, he, he's pressured to do a lot, and um, you know, it, there's just been a lot of noise around that offense. I think that everything's going to kind of settle down. I think you're going to see a little bit more responsible uh, uh, Dak come this season. Moving on to running back, Tony Pollard, ADP 18, running back 7. He finished as running back 8 last season while splitting time with Ezekiel Elliott. So, Tyler, how does he do now that he's the lead and the one and only guy? Yeah, he definitely should, uh, you know, his, 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 his fantasy stock should rise, especially with Elliott, you know, um, leaving. I think I think he'll, he's, he's going to be that main force in the backfield for for Dallas on a, on a very good offensive team. So I, I, I think that, you know, he, he definitely could definitely easily be a top five running back in, in fantasy this year. Wide receiver CD lamb. Somebody in our fantasy league has, league has CDs, TDs. I love that name. Uh, but ADP <laughs> 16 wide receiver seven finishes wide receiver five last season. Alex Brandon cooks is in town now. So does, does the CD lambs value take a hit? No. 
Um, I think he's still the clear number one guy in, in Dallas. Um, we've seen Brandon cooks be a very reliable wide receiver on, on some very good teams, but CD lamb is, is younger, more explosive at this point. Um, I think just an overall better wide receiver. And it seems like he and Dak have, have a pretty good relationship. Um, I mean, yeah, I see him as a potential top five type wide receiver. Two top fives in a row from Dallas. And wide receiver Brandon Cooks, ADP 105, wide receiver 37. Traden, it's been a while since we've seen him be the dominant fantasy wide receiver that we've seen him be in the past because he was in Houston and had a very bad quarterback situation. What are your expectations for him this year? Last year, he had 699 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, you got to think he's going to have a little bit better numbers, even with CD Lamb there. Um, you just added another, you know, di- uh, dynamic piece to your offense, and I think that with Dak, um, you, you know, he he's he can actually sling the ball quite well, despite the the, the interception issues last year. Um, you, you, I, I actually see him eclipsing a thousand yards again. Um, the last time he did that was in twenty twenty one. So, oh, I like that. Moving on to Tyler's Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> who lost the Super Bowl last season? Fourteen and three. They also lost a lot of people. Andre Dillard, tackle. Uh, T.J. Edwards, a linebacker. Safety, Marcus Epps. C.G. C.J. Gardner Johnson. De- defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave. Running back, Miles Sanders. And guard, Isaac Siamalu. They did gain two running backs in Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, and also the star of quarterback, kind of, Marcus Mariota. With the draft, they had two picks. The ninth pick, defensive tackle Jalen Carter out of Georgia. And with 30th pick, outside linebacker Nolan Smith, also from Georgia. Tyler, how do they finish? The Philadelphia Georgia Bulldog Eagles uh, are going to finish 14 and 3. I still think that, yeah, they they did lose a lot. You know, they lost some coaches as well, but this is still a very, very talented team on both sides of the ball. Um, I think that they're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC, 14 and 3. Traded. Super Bowl bus for the Philadelphia Eagles, 14 and three. Alex. I'm going to say 13 and four just to be different. Uh, I still think it may be one of those things where they've already locked whatever seed they're in and they just rest everyone in the last week and they lose that game. So 13 and four. <laughs> wow. Uh, I have going 12 and five. I think that the defense of the NFL will catch up to Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts is going to have a hard time adjusting to that, adjusting to him. And also a lot of their defense left. They're big names. Javon Hargrave. Um, the TJ Edwards, Marcus Epps, that their secondary is mostly gone. They're not going to be the same elite defense that they were. They're relying on rookie Jalen Carter to be the run stopper. It's going to really take a lot for him to learn how to be up to game speed in the NFL, where it's harder and faster. I get is a ninth pick, and he's very good, but he's probably going to get gas at the three plays. Let's be real. Quarterback, Jalen Hurts, ADP 21, quarterback three, finishes quarterback three last season. Uh, which, fun fact, he had 760 yards rushing and 13 touchdowns as a running quarterback. <laughs> Tyler, who's going to have most more QB rushing yards? Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson? Jalen Hurts, for sure. Um, like I said, I think I think that's a huge part of his game. It's a huge part of the of the, of the Eagles offense. Um, I think those are, you know, I think you mentioned probably the, the top three you know, running quarterbacks in, in, in the NFL, but um, I'm going to go with my boy Hurts on that one. Moving on to the running back room, we have a little two-piece here. DeAndre Swift, ADP 96, running back 28. And Rashad Penny, ADP 138, running back 39. Alex, 
no one knows who the starter is or how the backfield snaps are going to play out. So out of these two players, who would you rather have and why? Oh, James, that's a fantastic question. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift just because I think his upside is potentially a little bit higher. But honestly, at this point, I have no idea. It feels like a coin flip, um, especially with obviously Jalen Hurts being quite the runner himself. Uh, I'm going to go Swift, but I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I'm just be honest. <laughs> I mean, I feel you, man. I mean, there's a 90% chance that both of them are hurt as they always are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wide receiver AJ Brown, ADP 20, wide receiver eight, changed to wide receiver six last season. Trade in, I feel like I've asked this question before, but he's going 0.3 picks ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown. Who would you rather have? Oh, this one's tough because I like Amon Ross St. Brown and I like that Lions team, but I also really like this. I, I also love AJ Brown. I mean, almost 1,500 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns. That's just, that's a monster year. Um, even for a mobile, even for a mobile uh, quarterback. Um, but for that, but I still am an heir to the side of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I say that because I think that uh, the, the the running back situation, the running situation of Jalen Hurts just kind of limits the, uh, the, the throwing, you know, uh, I guess um, part of the, of, of the equation. We know Jared Goff can't do any of that stuff. So, so he has to sling the ball. Um, and so, and I, I just don't know if the running back situation in, in Detroit is as, um, robust, we'll say. So I, I just think that there's just more for Amon Ross St. Brown to, you know, more targets for him, I guess. And folks, that's called critical thinking. Moving on to wide receiver, Devonte Smith, ADP 32, wide receiver 14, finished as wide receiver nine last season. So the Eagles had two top 10 wide receivers, which is crazy. He actually had more catches than AJ Brown did but A.J. Brown had more high-scoring weeks. Tyler, does he repeat last season and almost reach 1,200 yards? Ooh, um, I think so. I think I think this guy's, this guy's uh, got, a, got a, a really high ceiling. I think his, you know, his, his, his role will increase as, as his confidence grows, and I think as, as, as the team sees what, what he can do, I think it's one of the best one-two punches uh, in, in terms of wide receivers that the NFL has to offer, so... Um, I, I definitely think he he can replicate his success from last year. Tight end Dallas Goddard, ADP 71, tight end 6, finishes tight end 12 last season. Alex, I think you have been a Kyle Pitts owner in the past. Would you rather have... You haven't been. Okay, well, we're going to ask this question anyway. Would you rather <laughs> have Dallas Goddard or Kyle Pitts, considering that Dallas Goddard is going 1.1 picks ahead of Kyle Pitts? I mean, I think you have to go with Dallas Goddard just based on the safety of it. It feels like his floor is a lot higher, but his ceiling is potentially lower. Kyle Pitts is a who knows situation. I mean, we've talked about him for what, three years now as being like the the next tight end and haven't seen it. So um, I don't think Dallas Goddard is going to finish as a, the sixth overall tight end like he's getting drafted. It feels closer to the bottom of that top 10. Um, but again, high powered offense, pretty reliable. Um, seems like he should be healthy, but I would, I would take Goddard over Pitts right now. Awesome. And that wraps up Tyler's AFC or NFC East. Yeah. All right, James. Thank you, Tyler. Pick one team. Uh, <laughs> uh, but thank you, James. Yeah. We are getting closer and closer, uh, to the start of the NFL season, which is very, very, very fun. We're going to take a quick break and then we're doing, Something with trading. Nobody knows. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. Uh, like I mentioned, I don't know what we're doing. James and Tyler don't know what we're doing. So, Traden, what what are, what are we doing? No, uh, over the weekend, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And I said, you know what? You guys aren't going to have to research anything. We're going to have some fun. You guys have done this before. You guys have done this before. It's back, baby. Oh, oh. Jeopardy's back, baby. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're doing Jeopardy once again. This is, I, I look back, we haven't done this since 2021, week 55 wow. of TLDR podcast. Wow. How do we, so, how do we answer again? Uh, I, you, uh, I'll open the chat. You guys can put, um, like a, um, like a letter, like an A or something. And I'll be able to see who's, uh, you know, who's first in that uh, list. For, uh, for those that you are newer than 2021, uh, as a listener, this is Jeopardy. You guys can follow, uh, you guys can just listen along. It works really well, uh, on radio, but also if you check us out on our YouTube, you can see the actual things all, you know, I made up the whole thing. Um, okay, here's here's the thing, guys. We have people, things, places, times, and just random ass ideas. Uh, I just I don't know what to call that um, as your category. There are about one to two sports ones in each one, but then the rest are just like ridiculous, like random. So uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Why don't we just start right off with the with the newlywed Tyler? Kick us off, buddy. All right, let's go. Um, let's go places for two hundred places for 200 where was the mlb's first retractable roof located that's a great question it looks like it was tyler tyler what do you got uh houston it was not houston james Locker. you did buzz in what do you got where is tampa bay it is not tampa bay it is actually toronto the oh, sky dome was the right. first mlb retractable roof um it is now called roger center um to be fair montreal did have one as well but it like didn't work, so then they permanently made it a, a dome. So <laughs> it doesn't really count. <laughs> uh, so no points on that. Tyler, why don't you take us off? Take uh, kick us off. negative points for getting it wrong. No, no. <laughs> Only positivity <laughs> here in <laughs> Let's go with uh, things for two hundred. Things for two hundred. This famous condiment was originally used as medicine in the eighteen thirties. Alex, I'm gonna go ketchup. Good answer. That is the answer, Alex. <laughs> uh, gr- great job. Uh, and you you are on the board with 200 points. Uh, kick us off. All right, let's go. People for 100. We'll start at the top. All right. This person was the first woman to f- ever fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Tyler, looks like you buzzed in. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart is the answer. Yes, Tyler, way to go. Woo. Uh, I remember why I don't like Jeopardy again. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, got, Tyler? Uh, Let's go people for 200. People for 200. This baseball pitcher holds the record for the most career wins in the MLB. Uh, I think it was Alex. That was Alex. It was was Alex. Uh, Cy Young. Cy Young. How many do you know? 5'11", something like that. 5'11". Nailed it. (laughs) I should get more points for that. That was pretty yeah. impressive. If it comes down to a tiebreaker, you I think you won. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That. Next. Uh let's go times for 500. Times for five. This formerly popular TV channel launched in 1981 God and was it. originally famous for music videos. Uh, Alex, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh MTV. Yes, it was MTV. Uh, I thought that would be a little bit harder because MTV is not the same as it used to be. Like none of us were around in 1981. It is has nothing to do with music, nothing to do with music videos. It's just stupid bullshit. Uh, 
I'm actually going to put in a new chat so that I can keep track of, of, of the next question. So I apologize, no, guys. We won't have that problem. Alex, you are ahead with 900 points. Tyler with 100. James, you just are still at the, at the, at the starting gate. But Alex... You're down by 100 next. points, bro. Uh, let's do places for 300. All right. This place is considered the deepest part of the ocean. God, wow, Alex. I get it? Fucking Alex. Uh, the Mariana Trench. Mariana Trench. There, uh, there's also another name for it, or actually the actual deepest part. I have two answers here in case mm-hmm. you didn't know it, but that would be the Challenger Deep. Where is Mariana Trench or Challenger Deep? The the trench is the, is the whole thing, and the Challenger Deep is the bottom. Um, James Cameron has been down there many, many times, apparently. Um, fun fact, again. Literally, that's, why we, do, that's why we do uh, Jeopardy. Uh, Alex, <laughs> what do you got? Let's go random ideas for 100. All right. These two states in the United States do not observe daylight savings time. Tyler. Arizona. Yeah. Fuck. Um, Utah? Huh? Utah? No. Damn it. Sucker. Alex, what's the other? I'm also going to go Arizona and Alaska. No. Damn it. You have one chance here. Arizona and what? I don't know, uh, Arkansas? No, it's Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. I didn't Hawaii. thought about that. <laughs> Damn it. All right, Alex, what do you got? Uh, let's go People 500. Uh, people 5. Current frontman for the Foo Fighters, David Grohl, was the first drummer of this famous God. 90s Damn band. it, Alex. Alex. Oh, you. <laughs> uh, Nirvana. Nirvana, yes. It is Nirvana. Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys are just... I know these answers. You just buzzed it before me. You just can't read fast enough, Tyler. You need, you need to are slow as hell. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Alex, let's go things 500. We're going to do... Just, just let it be clear, everybody that's listening. Ty, uh, Alex does trivia a lot. So yeah. he's just a witch. That is true. Uh, things for, this was Disney's first animated fully feature film to not be based on an already existing story. <laughs> oh. Wow, nobody's buzzed in. This is the first time that we have a stumble. Great question. I'll guess. Uh, okay, Alex, what do you got? Bambi. It is not Bambi. Damn it, that felt like a good guess. I was surprised by this. I know that this one, ha- I mean, it, it has themes of a, mo- of a different story, but it's not from a, like an existing story, I guess. I uh, Tyler? The Aristocrats? Nope. Fuck. Not the Aristocats. I get I that shocked me too. But James, you have one chance. Frozen. <laughs> it's not frozen. It is <laughs> the Lion King. Oh. It is the Lion King. That one kind of shocked me. I did not wow. know that. That's why I threw it in there. Um, and I think we have Alex. Uh, we'll do places five hundred. Places five. There are ten provinces in Canada. <laughs> Name five. Alex. <laughs> All right. British Columbia. Okay. Alberta. Okay. Saskatchewan, okay, you the Yukon, Newfoundland. That's a territory, but we'll count it. There's actually 13 if you uh, if you include the territories. So okay, <laughs> does that count? Yeah, we'll count. Okay, then that and and Newfoundland. Did I say that? Yeah, Newfoundland. That, that's, that that's it. The 10 provinces in Canada are British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia, and Newfoundland. There are three territories. They are the Northwest Territories, uh, a a name that I don't know how to pronounce. I forget. I forget off the top of my head. 
and um, as Alex said, the Yukon, which is very close to Alaska on that on that area. So um, good job, Alex. You you buzz so quick. I think every, I think the other two are just pissed at you at this point. I good at. I, I don't know read. any of these answers, and Tyler knows all of them. Yet I'm only down by hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna be good. You're gonna be good, James. You'll get one. Uh, Alex, what do you got? All right, we'll go random ideas. Five hundred. Oh wow, going big. Last five hundred. Also considered a form of subculture. The Notre Dame Cathedral was modeled in this architectural style, popular from the late 12th to 16th centuries. Tyler. Gothic. Ooh, that's my boy. Gothic is the answer. Damn it. Um, (laughs) Now, James, you're down by 600. (laughs) Let's go. It's okay, bud. It's okay. Uh, Tyler, pick us our next question. All right, let's go. Places 400. Places for four. The original home. Of the Utah Jazz. Tyler. New Orleans. It is New Orleans. Jesus. Woo-hoo. You guys are just so damn quick. It is New Orleans. So, what do you got next? Shit. All right. Let's go uh, times 400. We got to get James on the board here. 1912 is the year of this very famous cruise oh. liner sank to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean on a voyage <laughs> to the United States. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Titanic. It's the finally Titanic. new one, bro. <laughs> this was so Honestly, I saw 1912 and cruise liner and just jumped in because I knew the answer. <laughs> it was so close. So close for you, James. Uh, Alex. Uh, random ideas for four. All right. A jewel. It's considered a unit of measure for this. James. Oh, energy. Yes, it is on the board. On the board. So quick. Uh love love that. Love that. James, you can you can give us the next question. People for four. People for four. This NHL netminder is the only netminder in the NHL history to record 10 30 win seasons in his first 11 seasons in the league. Mm-hmm. Alex? I'm gonna go out on a limb. And go, Roberto Luongo. It was not. Damn it, that felt like a really good guess. I know that seems like a good a good one. Um, similar era, that helps the other two. It doesn't help me at all. I have no idea who that is. Oh, you do know who he is. You just didn't know he had this stat. I've never heard that name. I'm trying. I'm honestly, I can't think of his fucking between like three guys. All right, I'm gonna guess. No, I'm not. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, you have a guess? I'm going to give you five seconds. Give me a guess. Five. I I can't think of his name. So I just, whatever. James, whatever uh, you want to carry Price. Carry Price. No, it is actually Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, it is Henrik Lundqvist. That was not who I was going to guess. That was but. not one of my three guesses. So, no. Um, James, what was your, did you have a guess earlier? Uh, no. <laughs> no, that was okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Who? I think James got it. So next question. Oh, did I get to speak again? Sick. Things for four. <laughs> uh, things for four. While a perfect game is a feat of its own, name the hardest score to achieve in bowling. Alex. Uh, uh, Three hundred. Oh, like hey. oh, Tyler. Sorry, it is. It is. Oh. It is Tyler first. Well, I was going to say three hundred. It is not three hundred. Oh, fuck. It is not three hundred. Oh. 310? That's the perfect game. It's a, it's a great feat, but it is not the hardest score to achieve in bowling. Zero. Zero. Well, no, that's pretty easy. <laughs> James, you have a chance here. Uh, one? It is, it is not one. It is 292. 
That is that is bowling 11 strikes on, on your last shot. You get exactly two pins. It is really, really almost impossible to just hit two good. pins when all 10 are up. So there's your 292. Um, fun. There's another fun fact for you guys. That is um, random as hell. It is random as hell. I love it. It, <laughs> it is random as hell. Uh, that's what this whole podcast is for. James, you get to talk again. <laughs> random three. Random three. This is considered the oldest soft drink in America. Tyler. Coca-Cola? No. Alex? Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. God damn it. <laughs> it is Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Uh, damn it, Alex! You're just too good at this game. That one was a trivia question I've had before. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> go ahead, Alex. I will, I will say that. Uh, let's go, people. Three hundred. All uh, right, last, last uh, for people. Ray Charles was famous for playing this instrument. Tyler, piano. Yes, that one. That one a little bit of a layup. <laughs> There's some easy ones on here, guys. See, yeah. I'm, I'm not being. I'm not absolutely <laughs> mean. All right, we only have what do we have? Seven questions left. No. Uh, let's go things 300. Things for three. The Super Bowl was played, the first Super Bowl was played oh. in this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Football guy. Alex? 1955. No. Uh, you know, I, I actually don't remember the answer. <laughs> but I don't, I know it's not 1955. Oh, it's something like that. We can watch the screen. You'd... Yeah, I realize that. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, I'll guess. Okay. Uh, 1962. It is ni- not 1962. It's oh. 1967. Close. Uh, Close. It is 1967. Yeah, 1950. Would you say 1950? That's. Uh, I, I didn't realize Super Bowl was as old as as that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was as uh, you know young. I guess as that. But 1967, it is. Uh, who was it? Ah. Uh, Tyler, go ahead. Uh, let's go things 300. Things for three. This country is the only country to have played in each and every World Cup since it began. Alex? I'm going to go Brazil. Brazil is the answer, you mother effer. Uh, <laughs> Man, I really don't like Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody hey, knows this podcast. Alex, you're, at, you're sitting at a 3,200 points. Tyler's at 1,300. James, you're at 400. Alex, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, we'll go random ideas, 200. Last random ideas. There are eight lunar phases. Name four. Oh, shit. Uh, Tyler? <laughs> waxing. Well, which one? What? <laughs> Isn't it like waxing, waning, and some... There's... there's... Yes, oh, but there's I like form. I want I want speci- one of the eight, not not just like, you know. Oh shit! Well, I don't know. I'm. That's my all all my lunar knowledge. I mean, you're close. You just need to get the 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 second. If, if part. we get one of them, do we get a? What if pre, I know it? Pre waning, post waning. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex, go ahead. Uh, okay, waxing crescent, waning yeah. crescent, waxing gibbous, and waning gibbous. I think yes. the, you, those are the hardest ones. You could have went with new. Oh, uh, they would say full moon. <laughs> <laughs> those. Those do count. You also first quarter, third quarter also um, also uh, would be sufficient names as well. I don't even know why I think of these things, but it's you know that's random for you. So Alex, go ahead. Three, four questions left. Let's go things for one hundred. Things for one. This term is used to describe using your putter when off of the green in golf. James, I got. I'm trying to send it, bro. It's not sending. Can I answer? Okay, it anyway? James, go. 
Texas wedge. <laughs> the Texas wedge. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Way to go. See, I, I knew there was a question on here that it was for you, buddy. All right, next question. Can't send anymore, so I don't know. I don't know why. Did we run out of space? Well, we'll... Yeah, we'll, there's three questions left. We'll, we'll we'll do what we can. James, uh, times, times for one or two, for one, for one. Ross Geller married and divorced. This Come time on, me. popular sitcom Friends. It's not sending for you, James. Still, it's not sending. Oh man, oh, we'll give, give it to him. Tyler, we're gonna give it to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't read the question. Uh three. Yes. read the question (laughs) oh this is his that was his question for sure uh james it's not sending at all still no yeah no (laughs) do you hear that hopefully hopefully we'll make it work here times uh times or for two or place for one there you go um i can't say uh times for two times for two last times this american city hosted the 2002 winter olympics i think it was tyler salt lake city Salt Lake City. Yes, sir, it did. Way to go, Tyler. Alex, you are going to win, but the final question is, Sweden is well known for the origination of this popular homeware store. Tyler. Ikea. Ikea, yeah. (laughs) It is Ikea. Good job, (laughs) Tyler. Um, Alex, you completely destroyed at 3,400 points. Tyler, uh, 1,600, and James at 600. Uh, that's the that's the dog days of summer for you boys. That's all I got. <laughs> Love it. Brayden, thank you very much. Uh, I will expect Venmo payments for my $3,400 shortly. Um, but thank you guys uh, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We are getting into close, close time to playoff baseball. Football is about to start. Trade and I are eventually going to start doing some hockey and basketball previews. Just give us another couple weeks to a month or so. Uh, but I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Tyler, welcome back uh, from your honeymoon. And we will Thank see you. you guys next weekend or week or whatever. It doesn't matter. Bye. Bye.